Hey, welcome back to Crimes in Closets. This is Beth in my closet in North Carolina. And this is Christy in my closet in St. Louis. And this is the COVID edition. <laughs> oh my gosh, guys. We got to tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is this is the story of all stories when it comes to Beth and I, I think. <laughs> I know. As far as like spidey stuff going on with us. Christy yeah, so and I- first of all... Wait, wait, one second. I want to explain. I don't know if we've ever said that before, Spidey, that we have this like Spidey thing going on, you know, the Spidey sense where it's like sometimes you just like things happen at the same time or we think about the same thing at the same time or whatever, like say the same thing in a text. Yes, that's what I was going to say. We'll text each other the exact same thing at the exact same time and not have talked for hours before. And then like all of a sudden pick up our phone at the same time and write the exact same thing. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. Spidey. So that's our Spidey sense. (laughs) <laughs> so we had a spidey situation this week. Yeah, I cut you off, so I will let you go ahead. Oh, we both got COVID on the same day. <laughs> on the same day. Unbelievable. Which is ridiculous because, oh, well, it would not have been apart. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, it's not even like we're neighbors anymore and we're like hanging out. I'm like, oh, well, duh, that just would have happened because we're hanging out. <laughs> like, nope. We both got it from our kids. And yes. we have, so we each have th- three kids, if you don't know. And two of our three kids have it. And, and one kid three, does oh, it. Mine. Yeah. Yeah. Two of my three have it. Two of her three have it. And neither one of our husbands have it. <laughs> so we are all literally in the same boat. It is so strange. <laughs> I know. It's ridiculous. It is. Yeah. It's, it, it was insane. Like, when she told me that they were going down and then all of a sudden we went down and I was like, I got it. She's like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so here we oh, are. No, maybe you had, I don't remember. No, you went down. You found out after me, but it was the same day. right? Yeah. Or mm-hmm. when, I don't remember. doesn't matter. It was just ridiculous. So, <laughs> so here we are. We're sitting here both with COVID. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, it has been very mild for both of our families, which we are so very thankful for. And we're doing okay. We're able to record. Yeah. We sound a little weird. We look real bad. <laughs> I'd have to turn my camera off if this was a video recording. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's no saving this right now, these bags and everything else. Mm-hmm. But yeah. anyway, we're okay. So happy Monday. <laughs> happy Monday. <laughs> <laughs> it's an unbelievable thing. I was listening back to... Um, the intro for last week where I talk about Mother's Day and the pig picking and how I was going <gasps> to visit my mom. And I'm so excited and hopeful and none of it happened, guys. None of it. <laughs> because I my- know I thought about that when I was listening back. I'm like, oh no, she didn't go. Nope. <laughs> none of it happened. My oldest was the first one to come down positive and it happened on Thursday within like a few hours after we recorded. So there you go. We were all bottled up all weekend. I didn't go anywhere. Mother's Day was weird. <laughs> there was no hugging. <laughs> oh my gosh. Even though had you known you were going to get it, you would have been like hugging on him anyways. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Anyway. So it's funny. It's funny to listen yeah. back and be like, wow, that sounded so fun. <laughs> it's the first time that I feel like it's the first time we've ever blatantly lied about what we were doing. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Wishful thinking. Yeah. Anyway, there we are. Yeah. Hope yep, you guys are okay. It is seems to be back. I mean, my goodness, stay safe. 
do what you need to do. Be weird about it. Yep. To protect you and your family. And yeah, we're here. We're here. We're thankful. Yep. We're COVID. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. Anyway. Well, oh, but, um, I, I, I acted like we were ending this, but we're not, I don't think because we have some shout outs, right? We have new Patreon. We do. Yes. So go, go for it. Karen Karen A. And Sarah Michelle. Sarah Michelle. Hello. Sarah Michelle is in France. I know. I'm so excited about that. She's our first international Patreon. Patron, I think. Is that true? Well, there was another one. Our other friend, Mez, who's in Australia, was trying to, but for some reason she couldn't. And I don't know. Is she on there yet? I don't think she is. Which actually, if Mez, if you're listening... Send me what you're seeing because I I went back to our messages after I saw Sarah Michelle was able to join. I went back and and had told you that if you're still seeing an error, let me know what you're seeing so I can help fix it. So if if you're still interested, that is. Yeah, Christy's a um, our geek squad. She can fix everything. So yeah, but yes, thank you guys. Thank you, ladies, so much for being closet sisters. And shout out special to Sarah Michelle. She's an old friend of mine. Yes, that's She's- awesome super cool lady cool thanks guys thank you and i have a real super not cool case to talk about today that is gonna knock y'all's pants right off so hang on (laughs) truly 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 hope that you enjoy it as much as we did (laughs) (laughs) it's something (laughs) yes all right here it comes Okay, here we are for another crime story in my closet. This week, I am taking us to Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, well, this doesn't sound any fun. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I've spent many days in Baltimore, Maryland. My best friend lives just outside Baltimore. But that's where BWI is, isn't it? It's a bad airport. Are you judging it by the airport? They also have an aquarium. I hate the airport. It's a bad airport. It is. <laughs> I hate it. You should venture. <laughs> okay. That's where we're going. Okay. We're not going to have fun there today, but. Mm, okay. We are also going back in time to the 60s mm. for this case, which is a case within a case. That, yeah. And those are always those little surprise Easter eggs that we get. <laughs> My head's going to spin, I think. <laughs> it is. And I actually said, you may want to take notes for this one because it's unsolved. Is this big enough? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Possibly. It's an unsolved case. It is very twisty. There are some interesting suspects that I'm going to tell you about. I'm really interested to see your thoughts on them and to tell you mm. mine. Um, this case does involve sexual assault. And did I tell you that it was recommended by Megan? You did not. This case was recommended by our listener, Megan. <laughs> so thank you, thank Megan. you, Megan. Yes. I don't think Megan has a personal connection to the case. However, she found it and thinks that it's amazing. And it is. And here we go. This is the case of Kathy Sesnick. Okay. Catherine Ann Sesnick was born November 17th, 1942. She's a Scorpio. She was... That's two of my aunt's birthdays. 
The 17th? Are they twins? Both of them. No, they're Aunt Nancy and Aunt Nancy. (laughs) Are they different sides of the family or? No, one is my dad's sister and one is my dad's brother's wife. Oh, well, that is funny. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. Not the same year. They're they're one's older than the other. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, go on. Lots of Scorpios going on then. (laughs) So Kathy was the oldest child's parents, Joseph and Anna Sesnick. And she had three younger siblings. She grew up around Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Her grandparents were immigrants from Yugoslavia. Oh. So that's cool. Okay. And her Mm -hmm. family was very rooted in Catholicism. Mm -hmm. Kathy was very beautiful, kind, and charismatic. She attended St. Mary's School, which is a Catholic school in, like, right around Pittsburgh. And she was named May Queen. Do you know mm-hmm, what that is? Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't know what that was, so I had to look it up. It's like prom queen mm-hmm. or homecoming queen, but it's the Catholic school version of it. She was also president of the student council, president of her senior class, and graduated in 1960 as the valedictorian. Well, okay then. Yeah. Way so to go, Kathy. She's an it girl. Mm-hmm. She is not me. But yeah, well, not way to me go, either. <laughs> I didn't even know the valedictorian. Like, did, didn't even run in the same circle as him. <laughs> I I don't even know that we had one. I'm sure you did. <laughs> did you go to graduation? <laughs> well, I mean, I, my school didn't do homecoming. We didn't do, like, random things. So I'm just thinking, like, that there is a true possibility that we didn't have one. Interesting. All right. After Kathy graduated when she was 18... She joined the School Sisters of Notre Dame. Hmm. Have you heard of this? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you haven't, which I hadn't, it's a religious institution of Roman Catholic sisters. They are devoted to education, prayer, community life, ministry. It's a convent, essentially. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kathy wanted to become a nun. And after some training, she began teaching at Archbishop Keough High School which is an all-girls Catholic school in Baltimore, Maryland. Apparently, Baltimore is like a hub for the Catholic Church. Like the first diocese was in Baltimore. Really? Also the first stoplight. Shut up. I'm serious. (laughs) The more you know. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. So Kathy taught English, and she was also the head of the drama department. She was described as... Beautiful. I think I said that before, but she also Mm. was described as one of a kind. Mm. She was a nun at a Catholic school, which automatically gives you like some kind of feels, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it does me. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not Catholic. (laughs) Well, I grew up Catholic and I went to Catholic school my whole life. So, well, well, somewhat my whole life. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I say that, that I know you did Mm. grow up. So if I say something wrong, holler, because I grew up like real Baptist. So I Mm. have no idea. But she was one of the youngest nuns at the school, and so she was very progressive. She, I was just going to say, she had to be a young nun, right? I can't remember. Early 20s. Right, yeah. Right. So, okay. So she really wanted to connect with her students, and she wanted to, like, find the light in them, find what it was that made them who they were, and help them flourish. She was, like, exactly what a nun should be, but mm-hmm. often is not. 
You know, like a lot of times they're standoffish and they're, I don't know, again, not Catholic, just stereotyping here. Right. No, I get you, but I didn't, I didn't actually, all the nuns at my school, I enjoyed. Good. Okay. I will say, but. Well, I don't know that it was like this at that school because at that school she stood out because she was like this. I mean, and I can see that. I can see that, but I happen to enjoy, but my family was very involved in the school. And so therefore like you have, you're like in good graces kind of. Mm -hmm. Right. If you kind of. Oh, oh, I don't know what you say. Okay. So her students loved her. I watched a documentary about this case, which I'll tell you about later. And just hearing her students talk about her was, it was heartwarming. Like it was very Mm. real and sweet and she seemed awesome. And she was described as them by them as being like, she was like a big sister to them. Like Mm -hmm. took them under her wing. She wanted to connect with them, help them through life. So while she stops, nope. While she taught at mm-hmm. Keo, she befriended a man by the name of Jerry Koob. So Jerry was a priest at the Catholic school, the same school, and he taught religion. And Kathy and Jerry became very close. And they, um, they were obviously like living a chaste lifestyle because he's a priest and she's a nun. But it is speculated that there were romantic feelings between the two of them and that they may have discussed like, well, what if we did get married and what would that look like? And, you know, and then he would say like, well, may- you should marry me. And she just and he's young too, younger. He's young. Yeah, he's her age, mm-hmm. similar age. And, you know, it's before he's ordained, it's before she took her final vows and they were just like kind of kick this around. And, you know, and she finally ended up saying like, no, you're going to be a priest. I'm going to be a nun. We can be friends. Mm -hmm. So in 1969, Kathy decided that she did not want to continue teaching at Keogh, this, this Catholic school. So she and her friend, Helen Russell Phillips, who went by Russell got special permission to leave the Catholic school and the convent and to get their own apartment and teach at a regular high school and like branch their ministry out into like the mainstream. So it was sort of like a sabbatical Mm -hmm. and it was not really heard of. So they had to get special permission to do that, but they did. And Kathy's students, they were heartbroken, very upset. They never really understood why she left, but Kathy and Russell got an apartment together in Catonsville, which is just outside Baltimore. And they okay. began teaching at a public high school. So you have to think, this is the first time, like when you're a nun and you're in a convent, you don't pay bills. You don't have a paycheck. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't just get to go and do what you want to do. So this is like a whole new world for her and right. for her friend. Okay. So on November 7th of 1969, Kathy and Russell got off work for the week. It was a Friday. Mm-hmm. They went home, and later that evening, Kathy told Russell that she was heading out to run some errands. She told her she was going to a local bakery to pick up some buns, which was apparently something that she regularly did for the weekend. <laughs> Just like, buns. I need some hot, fresh buns for the weekend. Sounds hot amazing to me. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was. <laughs> and she said she was also, after that, she was going to go pick up a gift for her sister because her younger sister had recently got engaged. And Kathy was very excited and happy for her. And she wanted to get her a gift to celebrate her engagement. She wanted to get her some jewelry. 
So she left the apartment around seven o'clock that night. She drove to a bank and she cashed her paycheck. And it's believed that she then stopped by the bakery and she picked up the buns. And then she went on to Hex Jewelry Store to get the gift for her sister. But Kathy never came back home. Mm. So Kathy's roommate, Russell, became worried about her. And around midnight, she called Kathy's friend, Jerry. Remember Jerry? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Jerry had been at a movie and dinner with a friend of his that night, a male friend of his. And the two of them were back at Jerry's apartment, like having some drinks when he got this call from Russell. So Jerry and his friend, Peter was his name, drove to Kathy and Russell's apartment to wait for Kathy to get home because Russell was really worried. She's like, it's midnight. She's not home. This is very unlike her. Right. So after just a few minutes when she still didn't come, they were talking about it and they were like, yeah, this is really just not like her. We just need to call the police. Mm -hmm. So they called the police about one o'clock in the morning and they reported Kathy missing. The police came out, they took a report and they said that they would begin searching for her. The three friends stayed at the apartment, like hoping she would come home at some point. They held mass and broke bread and prayed that Kathy was okay and safe. And then after like so many hours, Jerry and Peter were like, we, we have to leave. We have to go home. We can't stay the night here, Russell. Mm-hmm. And so around four o'clock, they go to leave. As they walked out of Kathy's apartment, Jerry saw Kathy's car. And it was parked across the street from the apartment. So like not in the parking lot of the apartment. It was like across the street and it was parked like halfway in the road and halfway in a parking space. And so it wasn't there earlier. Right. They don't think he didn't see it earlier. Mm -hmm. This is like four in the morning. Okay. And the way that it was parked, it was like somebody just pulled up and like didn't even pull all the way into a parking space and then just left it. So like real Mm -hmm. quick, real haphazard. It was covered in mud, which it it was was not like her to have a car like that. And it looked like it had been driven through like woods or a swamp or something like Mm. super muddy. Very weird. Kathy was nowhere. So the friends call the police again and say, we just found her car. You need to come back. So the police come back. The car was unlocked and the keys were in the ignition. Inside the car, there was mud on the floor and there were leaves and there was twigs and branches. And there was this one big twig that was hanging from the gear shift of her car. Hmm. Kathy was not inside anywhere. Her purse was missing. Police did find the box of buns from the local bakery in the passenger seat floor of the car, but there was no other packages found. So Hmm. that engagement gift that she had gotten for her sister, if she had gotten Mm -hmm. it, they never found that. Mm -hmm. Police did find mud on the brake pedal, but not the gas pedal in the car. So they speculate based on this that whoever drove that car back to Kathy's apartment drove with both feet. Because if you have mud on your right boot, you're going to also have it on both pedals because it's being on the gas pedal and the brake pedal because you Mm -hmm. move it back and Mm -hmm. forth unless you drive with both feet because there was only mud on one pedal. So that's what they Mm -hmm. think. Which is a stupid way to drive. It's illegal, I think, to drive like that, actually. You know what? I don't know if that's true or just something my dad told me. <laughs> I don't think it's it. Well, I mean, I guess it could de- be state dependent because my dad was talking to 
Isaiah about it when he was learning how to drive or as he's learning to drive. And it's not illegal, but it's not recommended. So it's, it's like not real like bad safe. for your car. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So police began interviewing neighbors and one lady that lived in the apartment complex reported that she had been to the grocery store that night and that when she was carrying groceries back and forth, like from her car to her apartment, she thinks that she saw Kathy's car parked in that weird angle across the street. And that would have been at like nine o'clock. Hmm. But to your point, I find that hard to believe because that would have meant that it already would have been parked there by the time Jerry and his friend came over, which was around midnight, mm-hmm. and that it was also parked there when the police came. Right. After Somebody would have noticed a weirdly parked car. Yeah, because like if you were coming down that road, you could have hit that car. Like the butt end of the car was in the road. Mm-hmm. So Right. And I would imagine that the roommate would even have been like, her car's parked outside. Or like if they had said, hey, there's this car parked strange whose car is that? And she would have said, oh, that's Kathy. You know, like there would have been some sort of mention of it, I right. feel like. or something. I agree. Would have I'm it. just not sure they would have missed it. But, right. you know, okay. eyewitnesses are what they are. So police contacted Kathy's family and let them know what was going on. And they began searching for her. But it just was like she disappeared. Like they just had no idea where she went. So then, this is weird, several days later, on November 13th, 1969, the body of a 20-year-old woman was found. Oh. Now, this was not Kathy. Her name was Joyce Malecki. And she had been shot and her throat had been cut. And she was discovered by two hunters in the woods face down in a stream with her hands tied behind her back. And her car Mm -hmm. had also been abandoned. In a weird place, oh. keys in the ignition, doors unlocked. So Joyce had disappeared on November 4th, which was four days after Kathy disappeared. And she mm. disappeared just two miles from Kathy's apartment. Oh. So again, it's the same situation, though. They have no leads, no evidence to connect anyone to Joyce Malecki's murder. And her case, spoiler, is still unsolved to this day. Hmm. And as far as anyone knows, Kathy and Joyce, they didn't know each other. They didn't have any mutual friends or acquaintances, didn't run in the same circles work-wise or otherwise. Like, there's no connection that they know of. They're just two Mm -hmm. white females in their 20s. Okay. Okay. So, as you can imagine, these two women caused a frenzy in the area. Everyone wanted to know if if they were connected and was there, like, a serial abductor or killer on the loose that was killing people with this profile? Where is Kathy? Is she alive or is she dead like Joyce? So, they searched the area where the other woman was found. There's no sign of Kathy. Nothing. So, police are at an absolute dead end. Hmm. So, just you wait for the second half of the story, Mm. right after this break. Now on Netflix, inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman, comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman, now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. 
Okay, so weeks went by without any word from Kathy. Thanksgiving comes and goes, then Christmas. Then on January 3rd, 1970, almost two months after Kathy goes missing, two hunters come across a body in the woods in like a makeshift dump in a remote area in Lansdowne, Maryland, which is about 10 miles from Kathy's apartment. Mm. The body was identified as 26-year-old Kathy Sesnick. Mm. Kathy was found face up with her clothing pulled down around her waist, exposing her chest. Her purse was found beside her, and it appeared that all the contents were there, so she hadn't been robbed. She had a very clear injury to her head, but there was no fresh blood around her. So, like, as far as, like, you know, blood in the area that she was in, it was just on her. Mm -hmm. So it's likely that she had been killed elsewhere and brought there afterwards. An Mm -hmm. autopsy was performed and Kathy's cause of death was determined to be an intracerebral hemorrhage following a fracture to her skull from a blow to her left temple by a blunt instrument. Mm. It is not specifically stated whether she was sexually assaulted. It was determined that she was likely killed fairly soon after her disappearance because of the decomposition. And there were like maggots found in her mouth Mm. and in her trachea. They also found a cigarette butt near Kathy's body and they took that into evidence. Other than that, that's really all they had. So theories begin circulating about Kathy's murder, being a stranger abduction, a wrong place, wrong time situation. Investigators wondered if she'd been picked up by a stranger at the shopping center near the bakery or the jewelry store, murdered, and then her body left at this landfill and then her car driven back by her apartment to like throw people off. Or was she murdered by somebody she knew? They just didn't Mm. know. So the first person that they look into was Kathy's friend, Jerry. Jerry, Mm -hmm. because we always work our way out, right? Investigators did find out that Jerry and Kathy had definitely been romantic. They found a letter that Kathy had written to Jerry just a few days before she went missing, telling him she loved him and that she could wait for him. She knew she could. And she also made this weird reference to getting her period, which was just really odd. Like she says in the beginning of the letter, I finally got my period today after it being 10 days late. So maybe I'm emotional. So she kind of makes it sound like that the reason she's telling him that she got her period is why she's Mm -hmm. writing the letter. Like, oh, I got my period. I'm emotional. I love you so much. Or is it like, I finally got it because I thought I was pregnant? Right. Or is it like her saying in a roundabout way, like, guess what, Jerry? I got my period finally. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Mm-hmm. But it was weird. Mm-hmm. It's just weird how it's worded and stuff. So Kathy had been wearing a ring when she disappeared that Jerry had given her. And she was still wearing it when her body was found. So they, okay. whoever murdered her found no significance in that and didn't take it. But ultimately, Jerry had an alibi. He was with his friend at dinner at a movie. And he is the one who reported Kathy missing. He's the one who found her car. 
So like it kind of would have been dumb for him to have inserted himself so closely in what was going on if he was trying to get away with murdering her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Both Jerry and his friend that was with him were polygraphed and they both passed. So investigators moved on. Okay. Okay. So then police look into a man named Billy Schmidt, which is the best deodorant, by the way, guys, if you don't use Schmidt's deodorant, (laughs) you heard it here first, but I don't think, I don't think there's a relation, but I thought go into that on a Patreon. There you go. (laughs) So Billy lived in the apartment across the hall from Kathy and Russell. Billy was a gay man, which in the sixties was pretty controversial and he was obsessed with the Catholic Church. He's very strange, this man. So, I mean, not because of those things, but just in general. He's like, mm-hmm. he's just odd. He's mm-hmm. like, the things that his family members and stuff would say about him were like, just very strange. Mm-hmm. So he and his partner would often dress up as a priest and a pregnant nun and parade around the streets of Baltimore just for fun. Or for like, oh, not for Halloween. No, just for like a response. And he really liked Kathy. He would talk about her, you know, to his friends and to his family, like, oh, my neighbor, I love her. You know, she's so great. And, you know, whatever. He introduced her to some of his family members, like when they came to visit him. And her death, when it really changed him, like mm-hmm. when her body was found, he became like a hermit and mm-hmm. he started drinking and he started dabbling into drugs and it got really bad and he was having mental health issues also at the time and he would constantly talk about the woman in his attic that he had this woman in his attic so kathy's body was found in the woods between the schmidt family home and the shop of their family business okay so he definitely was connected to the area where her body Mm -hmm. was found like That's where he grew, the home that he grew up in, and then the family business that he worked in. And she was found in between, in the woods in between. Mm -hmm. So so either way, her death really affected him. It really rocked him. Billy attempted suicide six times. And the final time, he was finally able to complete it. He took 49 sleeping pills and drank. And he was only 42. Gosh. So after his death, his family, remember how he kept talking about the woman in the attic? So his Mm -hmm. family found this mannequin in his attic that was dressed in a full nun's habit. So that's super weird. Mm -hmm. Billy. Mm -hmm. Billy's strange. Rest in peace, Billy. Mm -hmm. But there was never any evidence linking Billy to Kathy's murder. Just these weird circumstances that the family came forward and were like, so, yeah, (laughs) you you may want to take a look at this guy. Okay, the next person investigators looked into was a man named Edgar Davidson. So Edgar's niece called into police and said that she believed her uncle had killed Kathy. Okay. Okay. So Edgar was abusive. He was really mean to his wife. And his wife remembered that on November 7th, which is the day that Kathy went missing, Edgar had come home around 930 with blood on his shirt and on his arm. And he said that he had gotten into a fight with his boss over his paycheck and that his boss had punched him in the nose. And it was okay. from a nosebleed. So a few days after that, his wife remembers that he replaced all the tires on their car 
which was suspicious because they didn't have the money at the time because he had been lying about working and going out and spending all the money on like alcohol. So they were like broke. So the wife also remembers watching news reports of Kathy's disappearance. And she remembers Edgar saying, by the time they find that girl's body, it will be winter and she'll be buried under the snow. Well, how the hell will you know that? Right. And it's just a weird thing to say. Mm -hmm. So also. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Edgar. (laughs) That's his name? Yeah, Edgar. I'm thinking of Men, Men in, in Black. Men in Black? I thought the same. Agar. 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 percent right there with you. Me, you, and Agar. So there with you. Because he even like sounds like, I mean, it seems like that person because they yep. were not like he totally the is. wealthiest family. <laughs> he totally is. I 100% saw this interview with him and he was Agar. 100%. Oh my gosh. That's so fantastic. Okay. Anyway. So for Christmas, this is crazy. This is a bombshell. Okay. Take a sip of that because here it's Mm -hmm. coming and I want you to spit it. Um, Mm -hmm. For Christmas that year, Edgar, Edgar, I'm not going to get through this. He (laughs) gave his wife a necklace that had a wedding bell on it and a green Was it the belt of Orion? Orion's belt? (laughs) Gosh, No. It was a wedding bell necklace, which would be a great engagement present. Yeah, no, you're right. Someone who is getting married. So he gave that to her for Christmas. But how did he afford A hundred percent. Wait, was the engagement present that Kathy bought for her sister? Exactly. Yes, (laughs) exactly. So the wife thought it was weird too. And it was a green stone. And she was like... My birthstone is red. Like, why are you getting me a wedding bell necklace with a green stone? It's weird. Also, you don't buy me jewelry, Edgar. What is that, Edgar? What is the um? What is green? Emerald. So what's? I think it's August. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I'm not a hundred percent, but I think so. So she turned the necklace over to the police. Edgar and his wife eventually separated, and the following year, in 1971, Edgar was arrested for trying to lure middle school girls into his car. Sticky. The middle school where he was at trying to do this was right behind Kathy's apartment. Oh. So, years later, in the 90s, okay, a man called into a radio station claiming to know who had Kathy's rosary. Was her rosary known to be missing? No. But I don't know that they ever knew that it was missing. No. But it would make sense that she had one or several. Yes. Yeah. Edgar's wife heard this recording of this man calling in and she was like, that's Edgar. That is my ex-husband. He called into that. So that's crazy, and it's crazy, but it is circumstantial, all of that. There is mm-hmm. nothing concrete linking Edgar to Kathy or to her murder. They could never prove that that necklace was the one that she bought because they mm-hmm. never knew what she bought. Mm-hmm. So I watched this interview, just talked about this a minute ago, of um, of Edgar, 
And it was this journalist who was filming for the documentary and he agreed to be interviewed. And he's an old man in this. Like he's an old man now. He is a weird dude. Like weird. I can't even describe it. You just have to watch it. Mm -hmm. Like he's just creepy AF. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He's Edgar. He's just weird. Mm-hmm. Oh, and in that interview, he admitted that when he used to drive, he drove with both feet. They asked him that. And he was like, yeah, I did do that. I did drive like that. This mic drop. Mic moment. drop. So weird, right? Okay. Question. Uh-huh. <laughs> you said they don't know what she bought. They Did they not question that jewelry shop? So I, I think I'm sure they did. But whoever it was, like, just didn't have any record of it or any memory of it. Or they could never definitively identify whether she even made it to the shop or not okay. to buy okay. anything. She was That was her plan was to do that. But they weren't ever able to prove that she did buy it or what she bought. She would have had to have paid cash. Well, it was the 60s. So, But, mm-hmm. yeah, we don't know. So the last and real twisty theory is that Kathy was murdered as a part of her cover-up. Okay, this is crazy, and it's trigger for everybody. Catholicism cover-up? 100%. Okay. Mm -hmm. So in the 1990s, so this is 20-some years after Mm -hmm. Kathy's murder, a former student of Kathy's, well, a former student of the school while Kathy Mm -hmm. was there, came forward and accused the school's chaplain and counselor, Father Joseph Maskell, of sexual abuse while she was a student at Keough High School. So this woman had begun through therapy to recover repressed memories of years of abuse that she had endured while she was a young teen at the school. And she remembered Father Maskell sexually assaulting her and other students female students many times and also trafficking her out to other men, like Hmm. other priests, community members, police officers, like people that he was friends with. She remembers Kathy becoming aware of this abuse and asking her if she was being hurt by the priests. And she told her that she was, and Kathy promised her that she would take care of it. She Hmm. promised her that she would help her. So that following fall was when Kathy left the school to begin teaching in a public school environment. She left the school and the convent. And this woman believes that she did that in order to be to put distance between herself and the church so that she could pursue these abuse allegations and help them help these girls. Hmm. Or did she confront already and they were like, you need to leave and blah, 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 blah. And that's why they gave her special permission because they just wanted to push her out of the. It's true. But remember, they also gave Russell special permission too. But okay. So Hmm. she also believes that this is why Kathy was murdered because she believes that there were so many of them that were being abused and so many people involved and they were all going to get in trouble and all going to go down because of this one nun. This woman remembered, okay, hang with me here, okay? She remembers that a few days after Kathy disappeared, Father Maskell took her out into the woods and showed her Kathy's dead body with her head badly beaten. She remembers there being maggots all over Kathy's face, and she was crying and screaming, and she was trying to wipe them off. 
Father Maskell leaned down to her and said, quote, see what happens when you talk bad about people. So when she took investigators, so this is something that came back to her years Mm -hmm. later through therapy. It was like a repressed memory of hers that came back to her. When she took investigators to where she saw Kathy's body, it was not where Kathy had actually been found. So her body would have had to have been moved in order for mm-hmm. this to account to be true. An investigator. Well, they did feel that she was moved. They didn't feel like she was killed where she was. Right. Exactly. Because they knew that she was killed somewhere else and put there. So I don't know how they would tell. Like if it had been in one set of woods and then moved to another set of woods. I don't know that that's mm-hmm. something that you could even tell. Especially if it was in like within a day or two days or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. So anyway. Okay. So also, if I took somebody to a place where I dumped a dead body and I showed it to them, I'd probably move it. it. Yeah, Yeah. I would move it. Because what if she decided to tell and took a police back there right away? Mm -hmm. You'd have to move it, right? But she didn't tell. Not for 25 years. She didn't tell. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. After this woman came forward, dozens, dozens of other former students from Keogh who came in contact with Father Maskell began writing in and speaking out about their abuse and assaults that they experienced while they were there. All of them had very familiar stories as far as being groomed and threatened. And they were, this is gross, they were told that they were experiencing the Holy Spirit through his penis. And he would assist in performing gynecological exams on the women. He would rape them. He would traffic them out to his friends. Like they all said really similar. Mm -hmm. So an investigation was opened up into Father Maskell because there were just so many people saying the exact same thing. And it went before a judge. And in the preliminary hearing, the judge determined hold on to your pants, that the seven-year statute of limitations had expired and that no charges could be filed against Father Maskell for any sexual assaults. What in the holy hell? (laughs) We talk about this a lot, the statute of limitations. It's like a real hot button. They're children. Anyway. Okay. And clearly repress their memories and then... And I get that memories after that long a time cannot be 100% like trusted and whatnot, but ooh, they're all, ooh. there's dozens of them all saying the same right. exact thing. It's not just one person. Right. Exactly. So because they could not pursue criminal charges against Father Maskell, they filed a civil lawsuit for $40 million in damages. The lawsuit was filed against Joseph Maskell, Keogh High School. The school's gynecologist, who was aware of this. Which, by the way, why do they have a gynecologist on staff at a school? I'm sorry. I don't know that she was on staff at the school or just someone that they used regularly. Whatever. I never saw a gynecologist in school. Well, (laughs) same. But I mean, like, not at my school. But um, they also filed it against the School Sisters of Notre Dame, the Archdiocese of Baltimore, and Baltimore's Cardinal Archbishop. So, like, they were coming after everybody. Like, everybody's responsible, please. Yeah, everybody knew about this. They're covering it up. 
Okay. So in the end, over a dozen victims of father mask, alleged victims of father mask received settlements from the archdiocese in Baltimore, ranging from 25 to $50,000 and additional funds for two to three years of counseling, mm. which is a pretty clear indication that the church found these victims accounts right. valid and they wanted to shut them up. So here's, mm-hmm. here's this. The survivors fully believe that Kathy's murder was a result of her uprising against Father Maskell and the Catholic Church and the school for the abuse that they were going through. However, everyone said that Kathy never mentioned that she was aware of any abuse at the school to anyone. Mm-hmm. Like not her family, not her roommate Russell, her man friend Jerry, no one. Right. She never told right. confided in anyone. I think that's weird because like you said, she she left the school at the same time as Russell. Mm-hmm. You would think Russell knew why would know why she was leaving. Like if she got kicked out, Russell would know that. If she was leaving because there was some kind of controversy going on, Russell would know that. But she claims that she didn't. And Russell died of cancer, unfortunately. So, Oh, bummer. Yeah. So we can't talk to her about that. Joseph Maskell, the priest, developed dementia and died in 2001 in his early 60s. Mm. So he also died really young. In... 2017, a documentary was released, the one that I've been talking about, about Kathy's murder and the abuse that the Keough students suffered. It's called The Keepers. It's on Netflix. Mm -hmm. It's very good. Because of this, like, renewed attention, Kathy's case was reopened and Father Maskell's body was exhumed and tested against the DNA that was found on the cigarette butt near Kathy's body, but it was not a match. Wow. So that doesn't mean anything. It just means that that particular cigarette didn't match him. So it's just like one piece of information that they had that could have linked him to the crime mm-hmm. scene. But like that could have been anybody's. It was at a landfill. Mm-hmm. You know, right. Doesn't, yeah. It doesn't rule him out, essentially. It's still widely believed that Father Maskell hired someone to kill Kathy to keep his secrets hidden. Mm-hmm. And also in 2007, um, Keough High School closed. For good, like hmm. all together. I, I have no idea why, but right. it just did. So was it the boyfriend, Jerry? No. Was it Edgar? Was it the neighbor, Billy? Was it Father Maskell? Or was it all of them hired or one or two of them hired by the church or the school to cover up these child sexual abuse claims who killed sister Kathy also was Joyce Malecki's murder related to Kathy's we still don't know that and it's been 53 years almost well if Joyce Malecki's murder Malecki uh-huh Malecki was connected what would the connection be like just that so, it was within days and they were similar found in the woods right, okay so to me then that would rule out um, Maskell. Jerry mm-hmm. and Jerry and Maskell and leave the crazy Edgar. Hoo-ha, Edgar, yes. And the other guy with the nun in his closet. Well, true, <laughs> but no, I think it would rule him out too because his connection to Kathy is he was her neighbor. 
And it was a nun. And the nun thing, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it would rule everybody out except for Edgar, which is why I am all on Edgar. Like, Edgar did it because there's two feet. (laughs) I know, right? And the necklace. Using two feet and the necklace and his wife, like – he came home bloody. He came home bloody. The same night. No. And here's the thing. She remembers specifically what night it was because they had just had twins and one of their twins had to stay late in the hospital. And they had called her and said, you can come pick up your twin tomorrow because he's, you know, the, tw- the baby is she ready to go home. And it was November 8th that he came home. So she knows they called her on November 7th, which is the day the Edgar came home bloody. Yeah. I'm all in on Edgar because I also like. And he I, made that phone call about the rosary. Right. Well, we think because she said it sounds like him, which uh, there's people who sound like other people. Not Edgar. Yeah. No, I'm telling you, you have got to watch this okay. documentary. It's him. I will. If she said it's it my, was him, it was him. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. I. <laughs> I'm well aware of all of the stuff that happens with priests and <laughs> all that in in Catholicism, but I don't know that I've ever heard anybody being killed over it. Like, oh, I'm sure it's happened. I'm sure, maybe, but I'm saying it's it's more. I, I don't know. I don't. Uh, that to me is f- more far fetched than. Edgar. Hmm. <laughs> like, I'm all in on Edgar. Yeah. I mean, I think it's even possible. Like, I, I, first of all, I do think she probably was, if she was pursuing these sexual assault things, which I believe she was, because she sounds like to be that kind of person. And also, mm-hmm. I really believe these victims, by the way, because I just do. Okay. I think she was threatened probably by him and probably by the school. Well, maybe. Like, yeah. I think that's 100% possible. And maybe they could, maybe they hired Edgar. To do this to her, mm-hmm. but right, I don't. It doesn't explain. He had this issue with the middle school girls that he was arrested for, right? Oh, that too, yeah. And I just think that he was just a weird, sick, yeah, man. Like mm-hmm. it's the necklace. It's that. It's there's too many coincidences, in my opinion, that link yeah. Edgar. And you know my motto: there's no coincidences in murder. Right. Yeah. So I'm no. with you. I think it's Edgar, but I really want to know yeah. what everybody else thinks. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. This I really, I really, 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 really want everybody's opinion on this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is, I don't know. That's why I said it's a case within a case because it's Kathy's case, but then it's also Joyce's case. And then it's also the sexual assault victim's case. Mm-hmm. And we don't know. We don't know right. who did it. Who did, who killed Kathy? We don't know who killed Joyce. So the other people who came forward also said that Kathy knew or only that one? So I don't know. That's not actually clear in the documentary that I watched. I know that there was one who specifically said that she asked her specifically, are these priests hurting you? Mm. It alludes to me to the fact that these other women also talked to Kathy about it or that their names were given to her or something. It's very, it's very alluded to that she was aware that this was happening in like a big global Mm -hmm. scale, not just Mm -hmm. this one person. Okay. Okay. 
So yeah, I think wow. she did. And I think, like I said, she seemed like the type of person who was not going to stand for that. And she was right. like, look, if this is what the school is about, I'm out. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. doing this. I'm going to help these young teenage girls get out of mm-hmm. the situation. This man's going down. The schools don't going down. The church is going down. Like, all of it. It's going down for real. But, but it is reported that it was silent. She wasn't confiding in anyone about this, which mm-hmm. is interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I understand why she didn't tell Jerry, because he was also a priest and taught at the school. Mm-hmm. But I would think Russell would know. Right. I did see somewhere where um, when he passed away, um, uh, Maskell, the father, mm-hmm. that somebody had called Russell and said, I just wanted to let you know that Father Maskell passed away, you know, this week or this month or whatever. And she said her response was, well, he died with the secrets. Hmm. Which makes me think she did know and that she's just not telling them because when Kathy did, she got murdered. Or she just knew the stories and believed them. Right. True. Yes. Heard them. Like we all, right? Us did. Yeah, right, right. Because by the time he died, it had all come out, and they had all been paid off, and right, whatever. So, yeah. Anyway, gosh, well, yeah, I, it doesn't. I don't know. I mean, yes, he definitely had reasons, and I could see him doing like having her killed. But I, still, I'm just all in on Edgar. Yeah, he's he's yeah. involved, right. Whether he was hired or not. I, that's what I think. But it would, if Joyce is, if Joyce is part of this, then I would say that Edgar just did this and this is his like, well, yeah, like serial killer status almost. Or he was this weird person and he got hired to commit this murder and was like, I liked that. And so then four days later, he found Joyce and did it again. But Joyce was three days before that. You said she was on November 4th and... No. Joyce was killed on November 13th. She went missing on November 11th. Down 11-4. No. (laughs) So Kathy went missing on the 7th, but her body wasn't found for two months. Joyce went missing on the 11th, and her body was found two days later. Oh, okay. I I wrote... Yeah, so it was after. She was murdered after Kathy. Like within oh, yeah. days, essentially. Okay. All right. Well, then, so that, okay. Then that, that would play out. Okay. I just don't know. Hmm. Wow. We got to call the men in black. Yes. <laughs> and then after, they're going to have to erase our memories with their little No, Let's hope that we don't get slapped. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So many men in black references. In this. <laughs> yes, there are. Welcome in. <laughs> We're nighttime recording, by the way, guys. We are tired. I know. Like, this is fr- tired and a couple of glasses of wine in. I'm sure <laughs> you can hear. I'm sure you can hear it in my voice. I can hear it in my own voice. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. That's a, that was a, that was a good one. I like thanks. that one. Yeah. Thanks, Megan. <laughs> okay. Megan. Megan bringing in the heat. She did. Yes. <laughs> Go watch the documentary, The Keepers. Let me know what you guys think of Edgar. I'm telling you, he's a weird, weird. Yes. Okay. It's on my list now. I you 
told me bump it up which documentary series yeah well we have two more episodes of something that we're watching and then yes mm-hmm. or i might just run upstairs and be like okay we have to start right now yeah he's <laughs> or, a, he's or, like towards the end there's seven episodes and he's toward the end so okay I cannot believe that I haven't run across this one. I know, me either. And I had neither, which is weird. But anyway. Right. Like, I feel like Netflix should have been like, ding, ding, ding. Mm-hmm. Christy, it's, come on. It's interesting. Huh. Cool. Well, thank you, Megan. Thank you, Beth, for – gosh, Beth, you put the work in this week. Yeah. Those seven episodes yes. over – the labor of love. Two days or something. Yep. <laughs> gosh. Hats off to you. Thank you. My friend, <laughs> well done, well researched, well told too, and leaving me dumbfounded. Although I know Edgar was involved, Edgar. Yep, I'm, I'm gonna try to post a picture of this wedding bell necklace too because it's just the clincher for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Well, everybody else, let us know what you think too, please. We need to know. We need to know. If you've never commented on anything else <laughs> before. <laughs> Comment on this and tell us Dumper. what you think. Because, yes, these theories. This one has theories that they're all they're all very within the like you know they're in the scope of possibility. One hundred percent. Yeah. Leaning more towards one yep. than the others. <laughs> but anyways, so yes, please let us know what you think. Find us on Patreon too because you will find more gems like this, if not even better. Mm-hmm. Um and. Check out the merch that's on the website. Uh, well, not website, on our links in the, our bio in on Instagram. And just always remember, the world is scary. People suck, including Edgar. Edgar. <laughs> Hide in your closets. <laughs>